0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the No Podcast. We are no outside food or drink. The Southeast Premier Video Game Podcast. This is episode two hundred ninety four. Two hundred ninety four appearances. Uh, Boish says his appearances cost more nowadays. You've never been cheaper than ever, Boish. Welcome to the two hundred ninety fourth edition of your cheapness. Um. The Southeast premier video game and Helldivers podcast. I'm going to claim we're the premier Helldivers podcast at this point. We've streamed Helldivers for... The Hellcast. Like, send the Hellcast. Welcome. Welcome to the Hellcast. I feel like we've streamed Helldivers at least five to six, maybe seven straight days. Yes. Is this our our streaming goal? Are we going to hit our streaming goal (laughs) with Helldivers? I guess. (laughs) There's a good chance. Oh, friend of the show, Russell's killing us on... He's trying to bring us straight into it.
1: Hellcast and Hellgast, baby.
0: Oh, Brent Brent brought it it full Let's get it. (laughs) Why are we the Hellcast? Hellcast.
1: Uh, We'll we'll also stream Ride to Hell. Um, What are some other ones that have Hell in the title?
0: Uh, Hellblade.
1: Hellblade. Senua's
0: Sacrifice, yeah. We got a Hellblade 2 coming out. Wasn't there a PS3 game like Ride to Hell or Damnation Hell's Ride or something? Yeah, like a uh, it's a critical darling. It's not a critical darling. It's a, <sighs> it's a,
1: it's a terrible classic. game. It's a terrible yeah, it's game.
0: <laughs> so
2: bad.
0: Bad. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll stick with Hellgast tonight's PlayStation layoffs. What a horrible way to start the news. Okay, Boish says no no divers so. <laughs> <laughs> Might be pretty good too. No outside food or drink divers, or is that no outside food or drink ivers? That's pretty good too. Uh, new unofficial 3ds application? Question mark. More compatibility coming to PlayStation VR 2. What does that mean? Backwards compatibility? Oh, That's our UN. That's our UN for back. No. <laughs> Brant, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort our of says thumbs up. And new Pokemon Legends game announced, amongst other things. I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined by fellow hell diver and newsmaster Brant McKee.
1: Yes, y'all I saw y'all playing it and I'm just the had news? to go buy
0: it. You saw us playing
1: the news? The 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 hell of the divers.
0: Uh, Brant, this is some background lore. You actually fucked up because Cesar and I were within maybe thirty minutes of both ponying up twenty bucks to send you to mm-hmm. <laughs> to get all divers.
1: <laughs> I literally, I started watching your stream, and like five minutes in, I said, "Let me go check the goddamn price." And I <laughs> I yeah. tried to pull it up on the app. It didn't. It just you know has purchase or whatever on the app. I came in here, and booted up, I'm like, "It's forty bucks. Screw it. Let's do it." <sighs>
0: We talked back and forth, and we we played a couple rounds, and I was like, "We need more people. It's just the two of us. We we got to get Brent. Brent has it. I don't know if he seemed interested. Is twenty dollars a piece if we just pitch in and like gift him a copy? Would <laughs> no, he be a-? no. And then you said, no. Then you send us a picture of you downloading it. <laughs> yep. Here he comes. <laughs> All right. That other voice you heard was uh, our resident lore master and page master and fellow hell diver. That's our conceptio on the second.
2: I'm getting ready to buy uh Battlefront so on PS5. Oh
0: shoot! Oh shit! Yeah. Here we go. All
2: right. Uh, when
0: is our when is our discount run out? Because
2: uh. Well, I think it, it's you got until the day before release. I think it's ten percent off right now. So it's like thirty one okay. forty nine instead of thirty four ninety nine.
0: We've been pressuring. I'm sure it's going to come up later in the show. But we've been pressuring friend of the show Russell, uh, co-founder of No Podcast, and uh, really got us off the ground here and put in a solid. 110-ish episodes. Um, we wore him down on Hell Divers. He saw enough content and <laughs> tweets. I think he wore and, himself down. <laughs> he did wear himself down. He did it to himself. It was self-inflicted. We can take no credit. But uh, he ended up p- pursuing a PS5 and, <laughs> and t- for, just for Hell Divers. It wasn't God of War. It wasn't Spider-Man. Even though he got a copy of Spider-Man with his, it wasn't Final Fantasy 16 or Rebirth or... Remake, none of those. Hell divers two. A little forty dollar game drove him to PS five acquisition. Um uh, t- 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 I had a segue from there. Mostly Helldivers, right? Was it gonna be a Helldivers show? Probably. Probably yeah, like as we rave about Helldivers. But as we were talking about it and Russell starts catching on to the meta, I'm like, man, Brant really Brant really would really enjoy this game. And as soon as we're ready to to pitch in and buy you a copy, here you are downloading a copy and you're dropping mm. in with us right after that. Hold on, guys. It's downloading 20 minutes. Here comes Brant. Uh, but first, before we get to the hell divers content of the show, PlayStation layoffs. This comes from this feels like the story of 2024, right? It's February 28th which is the last day of February. There will not be another February day this year. This is it. Um, and the show might post tomorrow on the 29th. But there's been so many layoffs this year. It's been nonstop. And there's some that aren't even in the news yet. Brent has a cutoff for the news and did not include the future layoffs that I guess we'll talk about next week. Mm.
1: No, I'm, I'm going to bring them up right now. I'm, I've got the numbers all okay. up. They're all
2: similarly bad because this is yeah this just...
0: sucks ass i don't know <clears throat> i got to thinking as we as we examine what video games are and what the industry is doing and maybe we get some uh listener feedback and stuff but some of this news is just it's layoffs non-stop or restructuring or Blink no longer exists. Cesar sent me a thing earlier in the week about um, Studio Liverpool, which we're going to talk about, and the games that they came out with. Like, uh, there's a whole bunch of SingStar content and PlayStation VR content, like really good PlayStation VR games. And the studio is just is folded. It's like we hope that they get reassigned somewhere to so this creative talent somewhere, but they're they're just gone. And it's like the original Studio Liverpool, the Wipeout Studio, they got rolled into. Uh, Killzone People and Studio Cambridge and I guess whatever this became and they're just not there anymore. All this talent is just yeah. is is getting redistributed. Hopefully. What were you gonna say though, Brant? Uh you got to follow up to this one on the
1: other on the other closures or Yeah, so um this, of course, is they're reevaluating uh, how we operate as part of this decision. Sony is laying off 900 employees, and that's worldwide, as you said. That's going to go and impact Insomniac, Naughty Dog, Gorilla, um, Fire Sprite, and as you said, London Studios is being closed completely. Yeah. Uh, the news broke just a few hours ago. Uh, About EA is laying off some 700 um, employees company wide or almost 700, including, um, including Marcus
0: Leto studio, who was a he was a Halo co-founder and he went on to do he was doing a Battlefield thing for EA. Yeah, his whole studio Ridgeline has been folded
1: into most of their stuff. Yeah, most of that stuff is going to be directly, like, involved in just Battlefield stuff. They canceled the, we just mentioned, you know, a Star Wars game, a classic Star Wars game that we're all really excited about. But Respawn had a first-person new Star Wars game coming out, and that's getting canceled.
0: What was Uh, that? Did we ever see anything from that? It's no. not like Star Wars 1313, 13, like manda- I guess you it was
2: can... A rumor, rumor was a Mandalorian game is what the rumor was. Yeah. I guess you can throw it on that
0: stack with 1313, 13, right? No, like no, a new like... Star Wars Bounty Hunter, maybe?
1: Yeah, I think... Because <sighs> didn't... Um... I don't know. I, th- I think that was basically... What that old 1313 13 game got kind of morphed into. It got canceled and I think they, they used that con- Yeah, I think they used yeah. that concept to start this game. But uh and then earlier this week or over the weekend, I think it was, let me see. Yeah, the 26th. Um that super massive games laid off about uh 90 uh people. And those Is it the, the until dawn people? Yeah, that's the
2: they got um, a new game
0: coming out. It's a remake of Until Dawn.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not good. Uh, not Supermassive. They're not doing that game. Not Supermassive? Yeah, what is
0: Supermassive?
2: They Dark got pictures.
1: They're the, the Until Dawn
2: people, but the remake is not being done yeah. by them. Yeah, the remake,
1: remake is. Yeah.
2: Super Supermassive got bought by, by somebody else instead of someone remember. I forgot who they got bought by.
0: Right, that's why they were doing Man of Medan and all that other stuff, the Dark Pictures anthology.
2: Uh, yeah, they got bought by Nordisk Film, which is like a sure movie type industry type of thing. They make films. Yeah.
0: That makes sense for their content, right? That's what FMV should have been 30 years ago. Back to this original article. PlayStation Studios boss Herman Hulst has said the platform holder is reevaluating how we operate. Quote. As part of its decision to lay off 900 employees worldwide, on Tuesday, Sony Interactive Entertainment announced a round of layoffs across its development studios, including Insomniac and Naughty Dog in the U.S. and Guerrilla and Fire Sprite in the U.K. PlayStation's London studio will close entirely. Uh, Insomniac, I know, made a note about it today, that they it seemed unexpected on Insomniac's side from the way that tweet was quoted. Commenting on the news, Hulse confirmed that the layoffs have also resulted in the cancellation of unnamed game projects, which almost certainly includes London Studios' online co-op game set in a fantasy London, which is kind of their jam. Getaway. Uh, what was the getaway game? Blood and Truth for PSVR?
1: Yeah, Blood and Truth. Yeah.
0: Quote, our goal at PlayStation Studios has always been to make the best games for PlayStation fans and our global community of studios represent some of the most creative and talented teams within the gaming industry. Holst wrote PlayStation five is in its fourth year. Whew, that seems crazy. And we are at a stage where we need to step back and look at what our business needs. At the same time, our industry has experienced continuing and fundamental change, which affects how we all create and play games. Delivering the immersive narrative-driven stories that PlayStation Studios is known for at the quality bar that we aspire to requires a re-evaluation of how we operate. Oh, coming from a place that likes the re-term, the re-evaluation kind of sticks out to me. Uh, Continuing his quote, delivering and sustaining social online experiences, allowing PlayStation gamers to explore our worlds in different ways, as well as launching games on additional devices, such as PC and mobile, Requires a different approach and different resources.
1: He continued.
0: I'm not going to finish this quote. No. Blah, 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 blah.
1: We were talking about it last week, how they were, you know, their stocks went down, their margins are, are, you know, not where they want them. And they were looking at things to do, reevaluate and try and get, rein everybody in and uh, cut cut these costs where they can. And obviously this is what they've decided is what they can do is, is cut costs by laying off people. And I don't know if that comes from,
0: I hate hate that that's the solution.
1: It's I know, but I don't know if that comes from the same area of how the tech industry as a whole saw all this bloat, like through the right before and right during the pandemic. And everybody just kept hiring people, and they right.
0: had, So this is had like the too countermeasure. much.
1: Yeah, had too many people <laughs> that you know, and it just at this point everybody's kind of reevaluating and go, wait a minute, why do we why do we have ten you know twenty people all doing Re-evaluate. this one thing when reassess you know, yeah.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uncertainty in the game industry because what was the other thing that EA came out and said? They said that they uh, were moving away from uh, licensed IPs. So yep. Star Wars was canceled. Yep. And somebody hadn't mentioned that's concerning for somebody who just announced they're making a Black Panther and Iron Man game, which is also their licensed IP, which I guess would make sense why Disney spent all that money to invest in Epic Games with their, for their licensed IPs. Yeah. So trying to put it all in one basket instead of spreading it out because I'm assuming it's starting to, they're starting to see the market change.
0: I'm okay th- with that, and I'm sure EA is looking at their success from, like, Dead Space, right, <sighs> from last year.
1: I'm hoping. But they just, I mean, they did the the Jedi Fallen Order games, and they were talking I about... Be, I would not be surprised if that was their only Star Wars uh, joint. And that's the thing, I, I really enjoyed both of those games. Mm-hmm. You know, the second game... They're highly
0: regarded, um, yeah.
1: The second game needed a little bit more ironing out. I think they released it a... Just a tad too early, but I mean it wasn't that bad. After a couple of months, they'd pushed some patches out and it was it was pretty good. Yeah. And they've had literally just talked about a third one and maybe even doing something different in that universe. So I don't even know if we'll see any of that come to fruition. And then um it was in its the red, really the
0: redheaded Jedi universe.
1: <laughs> it was um it was in its like extreme infancy, hadn't even really been greenlit yet. But on the PlayStation side, uh, they're full out like no go on a twisted metal revival that was going to be a live service game. That sucks. That
0: sucks so bad.
1: Like it was it was in the pipeline too, which is weird considering we've had the show, uh, which apparently somehow did you know better than expected. It's been renewed for a second season that they're working on now. Yeah. And we've heard... Like we we've said heard it was for, decent. We, we heard did for,
0: not hate the Twisted Metal show.
1: Yeah, we've heard for like a year something about, you know, oh, a Twisted Metal game. And they gave us that... What was, was that? That was Wreckfest on the PS5
2: yeah. uh,
1: months ago. That was just kind of like, yeah, this is a car thing. You know what? This probably would have worked better if you put guns and different things on the cars and made it a Twisted Metal game. It probably would have done a little bit better. Because it kind of faded it in right into the background, but I don't know. And you sent us what was that that thread you sent us earlier this week, like the right Matt around this, stuff? Yeah,
0: that was the most that was the most honest and clear summary of where gaming is these days. And I, I know we've talked about it before. Cesar's brought up like it's the top two or three live service games that rise to the top. And there's no there's no middle area or separation like it's it's just it it either succeeds and it's one of those two or three or it's nothing. So it's Fortnite, it's Apex Legends and it's Warzone. And there's no there's uh, maybe Halo Infinite with the backing of Microsoft is kind of a middle ground, but it's not it's not in those top ones.
2: mm -hmm. Yeah, but you have Any, stuff that rise, rise and fall like Destiny and all that stuff because Destiny was hot when it came out and yeah. it's been yeah. fun for the last several years it seems. And now and we're really,
0: getting it for PlayStation Plus. I guess we'll but, talk about that next week. But yeah, yeah.
2: Brent, Brent mentioned. I mean, the part of this is course correction from the pandemic. Because I mean, if you go like like where I work at, they show a lot at CNBC right now. There's a lot, not just gaming. There's a lot of companies laying off right now.
1: There's a lot,
2: a lot.
0: There are. Yeah.
2: So it's not, not just, just uh, and, it's and not, tech.
0: Tech is a is a micro example. It's a it's a microcosm of that mm-hmm. collection.
2: I'm not, I mean, I know we're a gaming podcast. So we're probably gonna <laughs> hit that a little bit more on on that part of that thing. But that's not the only thing that's getting cut. Right. Because I mean, you uh, what was it? Uh, I can. I'll cut through here because we already know that Microsoft cut 1900 positions. They had a uh, high. High-value fintech startup Brex laid off 20% of its staff. eBay slashed a thousand jobs, 9% of this workforce. Amazon has eliminated hundreds of positions. A
0: thousand people. Video, MGM, a thousand people. Studios, Think of Twitch, a thousand people that you know that are yeah. losing their jobs.
2: Audible, and then Amazon was a huge one because you know Twitch. Uh, they're they're killing Twitch in uh, South Korea. They said it was too expensive. So a lot of those streamers out there are trying to figure out how to make their money because they were making money off Twitch in South Korea and they can't do it anymore. They're they're pulling out
0: we talked uh, about Twitch a couple of weeks ago I think and then now there's news about TwitchCon coming up this year and it feels it just feels off to look forward to whatever TwitchCon is going to bring or celebrate streamers and then you're laying off all these people that are not they're not just on the Twitch end of bringing in the revenue they're part of that content creation and talent acquisition and all the other roles that are well, I mean, this, are rolled this, up into making that twitch engine go
2: that ceo of twitch has said that the deal, the days of those deals where they used to do the exclusive deals and all that stuff is gone they don't do that anymore so
0: what does that mean uh,
2: uh, cause are we kick, kick right now is very big on it and like all right i know the streamer is a great personality so i'll make him exclusive to kick but uh should twitch we be is on like, Kick? uh like the twitch ceo is like they've he kind of alluded that he lost more money to Amazon and they're kind of like putting up with them. He said the days for them of like trying to sign a big personality on Twitch to pull in viewers to hope that you can distribute those viewers from that one big personality to other people on that platform. It's done for them. They so,
0: can't do so, now, so now the personality supporting the platform is equivalent to the game supporting the platform, platform right? Mm-hmm. You have to have a ninja associated with your Fortnite to be the Fortnite associated with the platform.
2: I mean, it seems that's like, not more a, like that's
0: not a good but, business model.
2: It seems like more and more of them like Pokemon and, and Ninja are, are streaming across multiple services, kind of like how mm-hmm. we're doing now. They, they're not tearing up anywhere because they're trying doing. to get, make sure how they're we're doing. <laughs> trying to make sure they get their footprint out to as many people as they can as well. Right. So like, like I was saying earlier, and we already talked about Unity. Unity laid off 25% of their yep. staff. Uh, Discord laid off 17% of the workforce. I mean, I can go on. It just keeps going and going. Uh, Facebook laid off 20,000 jobs. Uh,
0: 20,000 20, people.
2: Yep. And then it's not. They said it's not just tech. Uh, it's not just it's not just tech. It's a uh, city Citigr- group. City group. The bank cut ten percent of the workforce. Levi Strauss, ten percent of the workforce. Paramount became the city the bank media brand. They
0: got out ten years ago. I have no pity or any sympathy for anything so. for Citibank. I do it for the employees, not for the corporation.
2: But yeah, so like it goes on and on. So I mean, it's always the the saddest thing is the the quickest way to uh, save money is always cut labor. So yeah. it's not the and most uh, unique or smart way of doing it, but it's always the one. Unfortunately, when you're a shareholder to report values to your shareholders, that's the quickest way to do it, unfortunately. so.
0: And did, did y'all see the Reddit uh, thing going around where Jim Ryan was at uh, the Full oh, yeah. studio? Yeah.
1: yeah, he was, he was over there.
0: Is he Jim was, Ryan, is Jim Ryan losing any money? I know he's leaving, and, but is he losing what, any money?
2: What's funny was that uh, it's no. not funny, but what's, interesting was that him and herman were the ones that announced the cuts so it's like he's out the door he's like all right we're cutting these.
1: yeah pieces. he's gone
2: yeah and as he's... he goes
0: and visits and shakes hands and yeah. kisses babies
2: but they're, they're yeah. like hey man do this one last favor for us and announces bad news so that, that you can be the the poster child for this so he's like whatever man he's going to be out in any ways gonna get a retirement plan and all that stuff he's like yeah sure
0: that's a that's a corporation lesson cesar has mentioned many 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 times over the many years of this podcast these are companies they're out to make money and that's not just the consumer end; that's also the employee end, and that's the worst part of this.
2: Uh, it's like as many people, as many jobs as I work on corporations, and I've worked a lot of them where they explain to us, and they reiterate to us in every meetings. And I'm sure Richard, you've been in some of them because you've been in retail, that how everything they do is for the shareholders. So yeah. it's like, well, you don't toughen up. You, the person next to you may not be here next week. So yeah, it's part of the the chaos. So.
0: Or being told, like, you're a Nintendo store. There are way more Nintendo sales at this location than any others in the district. So this is how we're going to reorganize everything. And you have experience saying the otherwise. But the numbers to the higher-ups say... uh, Skewed across their numbers and their metrics and their districts or whatever. This This is what works here.
2: So... Yeah, like I said before, I know we're gaming podcasts with all the gaming stuff on there, but it, this is indicative of what the the market is going right now. It, it seems like a lot of it is course correction from the pandemic, from what a lot of people are saying, because it's like what Brand mentioned. Then the pandemic happened, a lot of people were home. There was a lot of games played. Gaming was growing. Now, and as Brent mentioned before, uh, people don't have as much money to spend on leisure activities. So they're picking and choosing. They're going out more. There's something I the movie industry is getting hurt too because streaming has killed the movie industry because its its releases are staggered, are staggered. So, you know, not everybody goes to movie theaters. I mean, for economical reasons. I mean, you have whole families. It's cheaper to wait for it to come to streaming. Sometimes it comes to streaming too quickly. You, physical media is on its way out because before there was a standard. You, it was always six months after the movie was in the movie theaters get on physical media. And then sometime after that, it would be streaming along the same times and all that whole thing has been changed so you have a lot of these big budget movies that used to make billions of dollars now some a lot of it is that um some of their content has dropped because they hit a machine where they're just pumping out the same thing over and over again and people are catching on yeah. but some of this stuff is not you know making money like it used to so you have the movie industry that's trying to reform uh, like reformat um, they've been doing it a little bit before the gaming one but the gaming one seems to be doing the same thing whether you see the gaming doing a lot of a uh, safe sequels safe remakes Uh, I mean, I mean, how many times we're gonna see Candyman in a freaking movie theater? How many times are gonna sit there and do (laughs) a reimagining that movie? So I'm like, so it's like, it's you know, they're like, oh, you know, and and even that's starting to burn out because like the last, the Fast and the Furious, Fast X, the tenth Fast and the Furious movie is finally that series is finally starting to lose steam, not make money. They didn't make the budget on that one. They got one more movie to finish out that whole saga. God damn it, Paul. So, so like I said, you know, it's people are, like I said. It's, it's it's interesting now for entertainment because it's like I said, you know, a lot of more people are being choosy on that stuff and taking advantage of the streaming thing. And I'm sure the streaming services on gaming consoles are not making it easier with some of these uh games because there's a lot of people out there now like, eh, I'll yeah. wait till it comes to Game Pass, you know, and they, they they let it flow out their mind. So I mean, you know, there's and they don't, you know, there's stuff that they would have oh, bought day one.
0: GameStop, stop oh, GameStop, Game Pass has been good and bad in certain regards, yeah. right?
2: So I mean, it's the same thing with streaming. You know, people do the exact same thing. Ah. Yeah. Uh, the Marvels, I didn't hear good things about the Marvels. I'll just wait till it comes to Disney Plus. You know what I mean?
1: Shoot, so me and like, Richard so... were talking today about our subscription service. And is yeah. it even worth to be on the tier that we're on? So
0: it's coming up, guys. Uh middle of March. My Playstation Plus runs out and I'm looking I'm honestly looking at Essential. I'm looking at the bottom tier of PlayStation Plus. And I need yeah. an argument stating it's worth it for me to have something otherwise and I don't have it there yet, and that's, I mean, that's my decision, but I'll bring that up later on, but I don't, it's its not there yet, I don't have, I have access to all these other things, all these other things that keep coming out, I still have those, it's not for me, I'm not saying that's not, I'm, I'm the outlier, nine out of ten people, it's going to benefit, probably, but I have, I still have access to those, it's just, do I want to have a PS3 hooked up in place like Cooper 2 on PS3, or do I want to have the convenience of streaming
2: it, I mean, it's, it's easier for you because I mean, I really, you can only stream that on what a PS5. Yeah, I don't some, even some get a it PS4. with the portal. I got yeah. the app on my PC. I can stream yeah. it on my PC, and that's where you're stuck at. I mean, you have those three uh, platforms. But I mean, it, it, like you said, Richard, you have more options. So you, yeah. you have Game Pass. You have that. I mean, if I had between the two and I was only going to keep one, I'd be it'd probably be Game Pass because you got more new releases, newer, more closer to new releases. Where Sony has went the other route, where they use their streaming service as a complementary thing to like, they figure in your mind like all right these these people are gonna continue to buy new games but we're gonna right. put like these over games over on here for streaming that way stuff they might have fell through the crack, uh, cracks and missed and they, Sony's taken the approach of they how they've done their movies and they said it before because Sony's been like that with their movies and how they uh, drip, feed that content at certain times for maximum profits you know and then you know Microsoft's trying to set a standard so they're you know they putting all their eggs in a basket up front so yeah.
0: And for the most part, these companies cut deals with both. Like, uh, is it Tales of Arise? Just came to both? Just came Mm -hmm. to PlayStation? Um, Yeah. It's like, okay, if I had one or the other, maybe I would be in a bind. But if I have both, I don't know. If I just have Game Pass, I'm definitely going to get Tales of Arise. Do I want the possible integration of the haptic feedback on the PS5 DualSense? Like, that's, that's the stuff you start having to compare.
1: Yeah, the only thing with that PlayStation... Premium was like last month. It was a bunch of Tails games, so it's like if they—it yeah. was a bunch at just, once. So if you're a big phone fan of Tails games, games, I have access to those
0: Tails games. I have access to those Tails games, but I'm an out again nine times out of ten. Yeah. You don't, uh, and I want to jump back to what Cesar was talking about with the streaming and across multiple industries and things like that. So, think of it as a big giant ship, and when something happens, uh, there's an iceberg in front of the ship. The ship has to do this course correction so you have this giant wheel turning trying to turn the ship and the ship turns very slowly in this course correction and there's a couple outliers during this course correction so think of covid we had animal crossing and your live service games really took off because they were already in place the infrastructure was already there there wasn't additional development needs and publishing and marketing cycles and the traditional things it's like oh I was playing Fortnite before everything slowed down. I'm getting the same shit as I was before. You know, it's on that same, it's set to that same thing. So we have these market corrections at the speed of turning this giant battleship. So now you have another, this, this, so now it's reacted to that first turn. And now it's going back the other way. And it's also that same pivot and that same speed and level, the the industry as a whole is a giant ship. It's not a quick. You may have these outliers like Hell Divers right now is a is a zeitgeist. It's a big deal on PC and PS uh, five. The, uh, servers were overloaded until like what the past week. Like none mm-hmm. of us since we've started playing it have had an issue getting on. I think Cesar might have the first the first week that he had it. But you have these slower pivots in the way the industry works where even though we talk about these live service games going off, you still have these other small experiences or other type things that will also turn that ship in other ways that are not these giant industry pivots. It's um, I don't know that we've ever seen anything as volatile as what we're going through now, especially with the scope of the layoffs and the content that's being created and the amount of content that we have access to now. It's weird. I don't. I don't know that we're doing this show in the same format in two or three years from now, where we discuss this type of news. I don't. I don't know that we're still going in that same direction. It's not what it used to be. It's just not. I don't know where we are in a couple of years. But I would have said yeah. that two or three years ago. I don't know. All of a sudden, we're not meeting in person. This podcast was done 115 times, I think, in a row in person around one microphone and then one week the state of Georgia said, no, you cannot get together. And we had to devise this and we we've done nothing but this since. So it's, that's when the ship turned very rapidly in another direction. And we had to, we had to figure out something else. And um, we're able to do that because this is a, this is still, despite everyone joining us and, and being part of our fandom and we are very appreciative of you. But this doesn't pay the bills. We still pay to host the podcast, and we are receiving no money off of our, our content here so far. <laughs> I hate to throw that out there, but you know we have to decide based off of that, and uh, that's where we are. And we had to make that pivot, and we decided to do this, and I think it's worked out better for everybody. We were able to bring Brant on seamlessly. I would love to be face-to-face with Brant, do a podcast over a microphone and such, but that's uh that's not worked out the way things the way things happen now but we've been able to bring brand on seamlessly so there's mm-hmm. there's pros and cons to it all but I hate this uh I hate this job loss and this ta- this talent loss you know when you think about five percent of a company or ten percent of a company think about five percent of of your peer group or ten percent of your peer group that's one of ten and that's one person that would have a a great idea or um, an awesome contribution that's not something that the other ninety percent would have come up with that that would be able to impact that that thought process or that creative that creative process, and that sucks. When you lose that that amount and and they're not driving the decisions, you don't know what that you don't know what that end product is like, and that's where the uncertainty and of course you don't want those people unemployed hopefully those artists and creative minds will find other opportunities but with uh, everybody cutting down it's, it's difficult
2: it's gonna it's gonna be weird i mean it's gonna be some stagnation in the, in the game yeah. industry for real because i mean who's gonna go to school or learn anything with gaming if you is so the market's so bad for a job right now yeah so, I mean, you it's you run the risk of, you know, losing original ideas and stuff like that. I mean, you may have the hope that you get more indies come through, but I mean, some of those are failing and closing up shops. So yeah. not many, but I'll would, I would see more and more of it happening. So
0: and it's impossible to track like uh, Sony transferring the PS4 success to PS5. The PS5 is outpacing the PS4, right? Mm
1: hmm.
0: Would you say the PS5 library exclusive library is outpacing the PS4 exclusive library at this point? It's no. nowhere close. It's not. I mean... And even the PS3 that struggled so bad. You're nowhere near the creativity and IP output and, and things like that of that console, right? And I love, mm. I love the backwards compatibility of the Series X and the 120 frames per second Halo versions that I've been playing and that's been my Call of Duty box and things like that, but it's it's been nothing like the first three years of 360 or even the Xbox One. That part sucks. Is it successful? Yeah. Am I playing games on it just as much as the other ones? Yeah. Are the libraries that I can trot out and say, hey, this is a reason you need one of these two boxes? Not really.
2: We're in a weird state. Uh, we see, we'll, we'll see more remakes come through. I mean, that's what worked for Sony before. That's why they're <laughs> kind of going through it again. It's funny, but you know, they, did, the, they did that. They did that for with the uh, PS3, the PS4. Remember, like all those yes. games, those people missed. They're like it was easy money. Same thing with the it Wii U Switch. Easy yeah. money. So yeah.
0: no one bought Mario Brothers. Nobody brought or Mario Brothers. Wii U. Nobody bought bought Pikmin 3. So it was, it was easy to port those games.
2: So what's uh, going to be interesting is how Nintendo jumps from switch to the next console. Cause they're not going to have that little pitfall of straight out content like they used to. So
0: Nintendo has been immune to most of these points that we're making a conversation about, right?
2: For now, so far least. for now. Yeah.
0: First for party. Now.
2: It's the, it's, it's, it's the whole difficulty of this next generation's handling from the previous generation to the next one. They haven't done it yet. So
0: I got to say, uh, Brant said, be right back. Bathroom break. I don't know that he has ever done this. <laughs> the history of being on the podcast i don't know Mm. if he's ever ducked out for a bathroom trip (laughs) godspeed brant uh next news article 3ds virtual boy emulation gives you 3d without the headaches this comes from damian mcfadden at time extension i've read a bunch of their stuff i don't know if we've done a lot of their news a virtual boy emulator has just been released for the nintendo 3ds and it runs all officially licensed games at full speed This is good news for 3DS owners. I have a MetaQuest 2, and this has been available for quite some time. Not this exact same emulator, but it's pretty flawless on the Quest 2. Developed by at Skyflugel, Red Viper can be installed on hacked 3DS consoles and allows you to experience the console's 3D effect without having to stoop over a table or get a headache. Those people obviously don't know what they're talking about. I used to lay back on the bed with my uh, Virtual Boy goggles on my head that way. That was the superior way to play, in my opinion, even though it would still warn you after 15 minutes to take a break. Uh, quote 3D is supported. You can change the color, and the right D pad can be controlled via the touchscreen or via the face buttons, with the Virtual Boy's face buttons being on the touchscreen, says the developer. New 3DS C stick is mapped to the right D pad. Circle Pad Pro should be possible, but I haven't looked into it. <laughs> Said all consumers of the Circle Pad Pro, except for probably myself and Cesar, buying Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater 3D.
2: Am <laughs> oh, still there? Sealed? I'm at it right
0: now. <laughs> your Circle Pad Pro or Snake Eater? Snake Eater. It's a good version of Snake Eater. Played that one. It's
2: good. I think I, I bought a digital copy before the okay. school store shut down as well.
0: Yeah, do that one then. Keep your copy sealed.
2: No, I've played it already. I, I, bought, I bought the digital copy and played it. So.
0: It's good. That's... You get to crouch and shoot. That is a major advantage of that version of Snake Eater. Released in 1995, the Virtual Boy is one of Nintendo's most infamous flops. Created by Gunpei Yokoi, father of Game & Watch and the Game Boy, it employs this parallax effect to create the illusion of depth. This is achieved... Using a pair of linear arrays, one for each of the player's eyes, and oscillating mirrors. Soon after release, players complained of headaches and the fact that the device had to be placed on a table, causing neck pain. I just rolled that out. Lay back on the bed, you cowards, and put the goggles on your face. Less than a million units of the Virtual Boy were sold, and Nintendo discontinued it in 1996 after less than a year of sales. I have two. Only one is complete with the stand and all that sort of stuff, so... Any other method of playing the Virtual Boy is better than trying to track down original hardware because there just aren't that many. And there's only 32 games in the library, I think, across all regions, including Atlas's Jack Brothers. Uh, The very first Wario Land. Was it called Wario Land or was it called Wario Game Boy or Wario Virtual Boy? The first Wario Land was on Game Boy. What is that game called? That Wario game is very, very good for Virtual Boy. There's Super Mario, or Mario Brothers Clash, which has, um... Cesar, I know you love Mario Brothers Wonder. You remember where you could switch between, like, the pipes in the foreground and the background? That was in that Mario Brothers Clash for Virtual Boy. There's Nestor's Bowling, Tolero, Boxer...
2: It's is called Virtual Boy Wario
0: Land. That's Virtual Boy Wario Land. Uh, the very first Mario Tennis ever was on Virtual Boy and is a very, very, very good Mario Tennis game. Uh, hopefully, I haven't looked at this emulator a lot. I know the one on Quest will let you change the colors scheme, so you don't have to you don't have to stay in the red and black. Uh, which is comforting to just do grayscale. Like, I played that Wario Land game on Quest 2 and grayscale, and that was way more comfortable than the red and black.
1: Yeah, this does a full array of colors and... Ah, can also kind of stuff can be also played on even the original 3DS. It's not held back by any of the models or
0: anything. The new 3DS. Yeah. So check that out if your 3DS is modded and maybe by this point we should all have modded 3DS. Somebody tell me about this PlayStation VR 2 compatibility and why we may be getting one soon. (laughs) As in, since our purchasing. (laughs) that's <laughs> mm. our glances at the screen <laughs> i don't
2: know no, i mean, i'm not i'm still not buying it same
0: i'm closer than i was before
2: no i'm if it if it integrates with steam that that changes i got a good bit of vr games and steam that changes everything but there's same. no confirmation that it's going to integrate with steam or work for every steam game so right right uh so no i, I don't think so uh sony has confirmed that and this is from uh VGC tom ivan uh, it's confirmed is currently testing PlayStation VR 2 compatibility with PC. company aims to enable players to connect their PSVR 2 headsets to PC later this year in order to get taxes more games, That's you get a justification to purchase that headset. Um, they hope to make the support available in 2024. Uh, they kind of dropped this news uh, right when they announced some of uh, PSVR 2 games that came out that same day and coming mm-hmm. soon, which was uh, Wizards Time Brotherhood and Arizona Sunshine 2 DLC, and then later would be Little Cities, Wanderer, and Zombie Army VR. Uh, they mentioned in here, October, Sony Interactive Entertainment Senior Vice President and Head of Global Marketing Eric Lapel described VR as a meaningful business for the company, but one that has yet to reach its potential. So, Seems like they wanna treat it as a platform, but I think I mentioned to this before to Richard that it seems like this is going the way the Vita or we already lost the studio in London who Yeah primarily did VR in the last couple of years and had not done a VR game since probably twenty nineteen, which was I think the blood and money. Uh so mm-hmm. whatever they've been doing has been canceled since and it does not seem like there's anything from their first party studios. They're gonna to go to to VR and it seems like with these cuts and realignment of uh their money that doesn't seem like they're gonna be pouring that much more into it. So as well as third-party support it's not been there because we what was it rec room is not going to port their copies over and yep. didn't see a need to so what what do you do you know i mean if you can sell more by making this compatible with pc increase p you know increase sales and you hope that the developers will come back to the console or if they can put it on the uh, pc and steam and make it work there pretty well you, i guess you figure that maybe the developers will just port it over more easily to playstation 5 so yeah and of I course guess, this- i guess that's what i'm thinking with what their aim is.
1: So. This thing is still like five hundred and fifty dollars, which is, yeah, it can be cheaper than some of the other headsets. But also, there's
0: GameStop had it on sale like right after this news. It was like three fifty, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, close, 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 close.
0: Yeah. yeah, the refurb. Yeah, imported to note.
1: But I mean, if you can get a MetaQuest Two or something, I mean, they're. They are not this expensive, and they're fully self-contained. So
2: the only concern is, I think uh, the Meta Quest does have a PC link, but it's not that great on uh, PC gaming. So, like I said, this would this would change things depending on how if it interacts, like kind of like the uh, the Steam VR or the HTC ones that they uh, Steam has officially supported. Then I think that would probably help it a lot because you might see a lot of people that's like, well, if I can use this on a PlayStation, also, uh, and I might just buy this one and pay the extra hundred dollars because I think it's still hundred dollars more expensive than the HTC ones they have for Steam. So, so it's all about it's all about value and stuff like that. so. So, I guess that's what they're trying to show here.
0: Value proposition. As consumers, that's what we have, right?
2: I mean, at this point, you know, that's what people are shopping based off. So, I mean, it's like you guys mentioned before, there's more and more conversations about people. It's all here at work, man. Streaming services about what to get rid of. So, I mean, it's, I, we're, I was laughing about it yesterday because they were like, Netflix is raising the prices again. I was like, damn, we just replaced it. Raised them like six months ago. So I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. at that point, it's, it's, there's a lot of exclusive anime on Netflix, but I'm like, uh I was like, I, I don't know, man. And then I use a VPN for my Netflix, uh, which I'm probably not supposed to, and get even more anime, <laughs> which they surprisingly put in English subtitle over there. So, it was like, I, I really don't really need Crunchyroll, but you know, because a lot of that stuff's on Netflix in Japan. So, yeah. and then subtitled in English, but um, neither here or there. But uh, yeah, I mean, that value stuff is starting to drop it, drop itself. And like, I was getting ready to get rid of Disney Plus, but then they just licensed five exclusive anime uh, only available on Disney Plus. Um, and they're mm-hmm. starting to uptick their thing and go against Crunchyroll. So, they got a lot of good stuff on there, like uh, Go Go Loser Rangers exclusive to Disney Plus. <laughs> and. I like the quintuplets, and this is from the same author. You know, I'm looking forward to it. and That's his next big work. So,
1: not not to advocate for it, but I mean, there's always the eye patch and the high Cs.
2: I, I laugh because they are uh, looking
1: to cut those streaming services,
2: like my coworker at work always makes that joke. He's like, he said, "Ah, uh, if it's not on Crunchyroll, he's like, Oh he's C's. always doing like this, oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, walking around. He said, if it's not on Crunchyroll, he's like, I, I said, I can't afford everything. He said, just put it all on Crunchyroll." <laughs>
0: And that's that's always our argument, right? Like we want to we actually want to pay for a soundtrack to this game or this limited content that was available for 6 months. Like we we want to be able to have access to that and if we can't, we will find the means necessary yeah. to procure this. And in, obviously in we're
1: journey. not we're not the anime podcast, but I mean Cesar was talking about it and talking about how to try and find stuff that's exclusive to certain platforms. And then, you know, Sony, which owned Funimation, just bought Crunchyroll. And now they're kind of folding Funimation into Crunchyroll. And along with that, there's stuff that people legitimately owned a digital copy of or bought physical versions of the media. And it came with that downloadable code so you could also have a digital version of it, and now those people are losing that digital entitlement to those to those things as well. So
2: and, and it's 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 interesting because I think the CEO of Crunchyroll just mentioned that too. I read an article about that where he, he's like, Yeah, they're looking at trying to do something where they're like, all right, well, like for these people who have digital stuff, we may we may give them a, a discount on the on the subscription. <laughs> a discount they said they're also even looking at maybe even giving them a free subscription and let them access what they had on that yeah. library previously on online Crunchyroll without having no, to pay. Oh,
1: that sounds—that sounds, that sounds so, like an actual decent thing to do. So they probably so they said they're it.
2: still they're still discussing it. So they like people being vocal about it. They heard it. And they're like, all right, maybe you know this is a shitty thing that we can't let it slide. So they're like, they're, I mean, i I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if they're just going to be like, oh, you get two bucks off a month or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> to go that route. But at yeah. least he said they're they're looking at different avenues about what they can do and stuff like that. So. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it like is. I said, it's an interesting time. So, like I said, but, yeah, I mean, th- going back to the PlayStation VR, too, I mean, if this if this integrates with Steam, is what I'm waiting for. I mean, I'm not excited. I mean, I'm, I'm interested, but I'm not excited yet until it integrates with Steam. Yeah. I think it's 100% worth it because, I mean, I have a PC that can yeah. run VR games. I, I, I didn't buy uh, an index. That's what they call it, an index on Steam because they they're pretty pricey. They're not as expensive as the VR2, but they're they're close. Um but if it, if it if it, it, it integrates with Steam, I, I I'd be willing to pay the price once for two different platforms. Yes.
0: Yeah. That Absolutely. becomes a yeah. extreme value proposition. As Cesar's saying if you were to get a similar spec PC headset specifically, it's $1000 for a PC only for Steam. Yes. So if you can use this across Steam and the limited PSVR 2 support, I'm going to say limited because of exclusives, and I would say the three of us deciding whether or not that's a value proposition for just the PS5 to have a dedicated headset, that becomes a much stronger argument across two platforms versus one.
2: I mean, they have they have yet to have a killer app on this console, and like, that's why I was telling when, uh, earlier. I was telling Brand. I mean, I, I, with the closure of these studios, I don't really see them doing any many VR games anymore. I see them doing like the Vita thing, where they're going to quietly just leave it to third party Could to support, keep that platform yeah. alive. So I guess, it, and that's why I was telling Brand earlier, was because if they plug it into PC, maybe it's easier to port it. Hey, this works on PC. It should just be as easy just to port it over the PS5. You know, we'll just get third party games that way. So.
0: So we saw the we saw the Vita getting support pulled pretty fast psvr 2 doesn't seem to be having much better of a track record
2: yeah i mean I,
0: maybe worse
2: i mean studio was it studio london was the only one that was really doing it? and they're gone now so
0: i hate that and even though it's like it's SingStar content and blood and truth and uh what was it playstation worlds playstation yeah. vr worlds that demo disc i sold <laughs> myself so i good. sold like three copies of PlayStation VR based off of that World's demo. When you put somebody in that VR headset and they've never experienced VR before and you drop them down in that tank or that uh Ugh. cage and you have the shark demo and the jellyfish, Ocean. yeah. You're not even doing anything. You're just looking around. You're you're in a 360 swivel and you're looking up and around and you look straight down underneath you and behind you like still there's nothing in gaming. That quite reaches what that what that demonstration shows. I think that's still a huge demonstration for VR and what it can do. And that's the, stu- the studio that brought you that just got eliminated. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. gone. One of the most compelling arguments for a totally new style of interactive media. It's good. Yeah, it's, uh,
2: it's, it's you're gone, it's gonna guys. Be interesting. It's going to be interesting because the next, like I said, with all the stuff changes happening, we're going to see a lot of those gas games are going to be canceled. A lot of them already are. I, I don't yeah. think there's going to be many left. I mean, I don't think we're, they're going to announce any more VR games. It's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of safe stuff. So, I mean, the, and hopefully the new stuff will be more of the AA stuff like Helldivers and uh, Prince of Persia. So, I mean, I, I see more, you know, People taking it's it's got to be a rise of that,
0: right? It's yeah. not. It's not the bottom tier that's not making anything, and it's not the one out of five hundred that makes it out of the AAA top tier.
2: Yeah, because I mean, at this point, I do see, I do see Spider Man, the next Spider Man, probably coming out on you know day and date with PC at the, at this rate. Which it should. I don't why think it's a it, bi- it's why a big why deal. would it
0: not as a financial yeah. measure? Yeah.
2: I know some people argue well what's the value of this? You know, blah blah blah. I should just get a PC. Cool. Do you can do that. You know, some people don't want to mess with it. They'll get it on console still. You know, it's, you just put the disc in, it runs. PC's uh not <laughs> it's not as easy as people yeah. make it out to. Not, you gotta you gotta be able to tinker with stuff and sometimes it doesn't work the way you are, and if you don't wanna have to sit there for thirty minutes to figure out something, then you know, it it's it may not be for you, but you know. But we'll we'll leave it at that. And so the I guess the next thing we can talk about is uh we had a Pokemon drew was it direct?
1: Oh Pokemon presents.
2: Presents um, direct or whatever.
1: Yeah, ninety percent of it was mobile. Game, right? It was mobile stuff. Mm-hmm. So of course they I'm 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 the resident Pokemon uh person. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna skip over most of that because hold it was on, the, hold, it was the same old same old. I was okay, on mute what, for a
0: second. I want to I want to recap one more thing. Nope. <laughs> back to the console. No, back to the console PC thing. Like it's a whole it's a whole pivot of. We know this thing. Sure, we're gonna take a hit on graphics and everything else because we know we have a box and the box runs the thing, right? So mm. we have. It's not the best version of Mist cuz the if I had a PC with a 3D FX graphics Voodoo card it would run a better version of Mist but I have a PlayStation or I have a 3DO and I'm going to get a good version of Mist, right? If we have if you're not missing out on the sales because what's the install base of a PC gaming of a PC gaming computer? Maybe way more than PS5. So now you're meeting the you're meeting that midway point of releasing Spider-Man 3, hypothetically, for PC and PS5 at the same time. I don't know that you're sacrificing that many console sales. And it's still the only place to play that on console, you yeah. have that as maybe a bundle or an exclusive or a mission, or I don't know what that is. You pivot that against PC, but then you still don't miss out on all of that install base of PC and you've invested so much recently in having day one releases for certain PC titles, not Paramount ones,
1: not Paramount,
0: not the brand but like, you know, tentpole uh, PlayStation releases. But you you leverage that. Why would you leave that audience out? It's exactly what Xbox has been facing over the past couple of months. Why would you take these studios that you've acquired that have this mastery of PC PS4 or PS5 and Xbox one and Xbox uh, series consoles and only have them developing for the smallest install base out of all of those platforms. Why would you do that? There's no advantage. You're not driving anybody towards that platform. Hi-Fi rush is not the seller for more game pass subscriptions over what you could get from a steam sale, right? There's no way and then you take a brand like Spider-Man, you take an, an IP that is the is that the top tier Marvel? Is there a bigger Marvel franchise than Spider-Man? Why would you sacrifice that for it's not coming to it's not coming to your Game Pass version of of Sony PS5 exclusive. It's not coming to premier, premium um PlayStation Plus, right? You're not losing those. Yeah. You're going to get those people who have that platform already who are going to have that. Or you maybe have a bundle where you have that console with that game included. But you're also getting those games for, yeah, you probably have a Steam Deck version ready to go. It's a little weaker one than PS5, but it's still there. And then you have all, this, you have all these other additional sales on there. It's hard to argue against that when you've already spread your your IP and your availability across those other platforms. We're out of that territory, I think, except for Nintendo. And Nintendo's going to come around like Cesar said last week. It's coming.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the people still in their stuff, I mean, what, they had the Yuzu uh, lawsuit that just happened. Lawsuit, yep. And, mm-hmm. you know, the main reasons because they found in that wording is like the reason why that lawsuit is happening now and it's, they're going through this it, because it will switch games playing on Switch, uh, the next Switch successor. So they're like, you know, most time they're like, eh, when they when they move on to something else. But it's like they're gonna have that next. Seems like that next hardware is gonna be that same bridge gap where it's gonna play some of the old stuff and new ones. It's gonna have that that coattails. is gonna ride into the next generation form. So they're like, that's why they're trying to do something to kind of stop it now.
0: Yeah. So. Right, and because they've gotten to the point where these emulators and such are like, okay, the Steam Deck is the best Switch. You don't need a you don't need I mean, a
2: Switch OLED. You can get a, a shit,
0: Steam Deck OLED can, and play these games better than they can on the Switch.
2: I could play. You know, Tears of the Kingdom in 4K on a PC.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's yep. like yeah, I can play better than what I can get on the, Native. On the original hardware.
1: Native. Yeah. Exactly. The
2: Speaking right, of Speaking of Switch
1: games that are gonna run better <laughs> sorry, on the Steam sorry, Deck.
0: Brent. Uh I had, re- I had to recap that. I had one more thought. I was like, we gotta come back to this. It's not it's not quite done here.
1: You are the captain. <laughs> oh, Captain, my captain.
0: Yeah, stand up on your desk.
1: Um, But yeah, there was a Pokemon Percents. Like I said, it was majority mobile games. They went over the same stuff they normally do. It was a Pokemon Shuffle, Pokemon EX Masters, Pokemon Go, all that stuff. But the, the um, biggest announcement uh, for fans of the Pokemon franchise as far as video games goes is a new... Uh, Pokemon game in the Legends series. Well, this is Pokemon ZA. Pokemon uh, Legends. La- it will be annou- uh, It will be launching for Nintendo Switch uh, in 2025. The release trailer description reads: <laughs> A <laughs> what?
0: I saw 2025 and I kept waiting for like another logo. Like, is this where they show us what the new Switch thing looks like? They won't do that.
1: (laughs) They won't do that on a Game Freak Pokemon company thing.
0: So, on that note, they showed that like there was like an S thing at the end of it, like a rainbow looking S. That's
1: that's the Mega Evolution. I didn't
0: know that. (laughs) I said that I said that a friend of the show, Boish, I was like, Do you know what this logo is? Because I happen to think it may be the new Switch. (laughs) Oh it may be the new Switch logo. He's like, no. He sent me back the card. He's like, no. Nah, you it's make mega that like evolution, a Evolution, buddy. Yeah, you make that a Mega
2: Evolution. Yeah, like they. I'm uh, a Pokemon like they, noob. They lost. They lost. They lost it. They're like, oh, we let that sneak out. Oops. How could we let this happen? Yeah, down? they
1: they wouldn't announce anything for their new console through one of their partners. So, um, but this the, the description for the trailer reads because all they did was just pump out a trailer. There's not really any gameplay or anything as of yet, so it's we'll know something probably a little later um, in the year or beginning of next year. They'll probably show some some more gameplay or something. Uh, But it's a new adventure awaits within Lumio City um, where an urban redevelopment plan is underway to shape the uh, city into a place that belongs... Oh no, my whole Gamatsu just restarted. It died. Uh, it, Give well, it just sell
0: his ads. We love sour mono.
1: It just re- refreshed. Sorry about that. Uh, shape the city into a place that belongs uh, to both people and Pokemon. Please look forward to seeing it for yourself. Uh, so Lumio City, uh, Lumiose is the region that um, is basically like modeled after France. So you have like the big tower in the center, and the city is like a giant circle that's divided into like several different regions. Um, this was the, like, Pokemon X and Y, um, franchise. That's where this kind of lands, uh, somewhere in that realm. Which was Um, a
0: kind of popular generation, uh, like, super?
1: Some people liked it, some people hated it. It's the first one where, um, I had been out of Pokemon since Pokemon Crystal. Pokemon Crystal had been my last Pokemon game. I never picked up... Um, you know, fire red, leaf green. I'm like, oh, those are better looking versions of the games I already played. Let me, yeah. you know, get something else for my Game Boy Advanced. And then yeah. it went into Ruby, Sapphire, and all Diamond Pearl, and and it kept going. And I, you know, I'm like, eh, kind of got into this phase where I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't want I don't want to play Pokemon anymore. That's like a kid's thing. But oh. later uh uh, when X and Y came around and I started seeing more and more from it, I was like, man, I really want to get back into that game. <laughs> and it was one of those things where I got um I got Y and the Mrs. got X. And we played Perfect. the hell out of that Pokemon Perfect. game.
0: Perfect.
1: And like halfway through it, I said, you know what? This is going to be the game where uh I think I wanna I wanna collect every single Pokemon. I think I want to do it. And I started going back and buying old Pokemon games and then figured out that there was, like, almost a thousand Pokemon. (laughs) And uh, I was like, what the hell did I get myself into? I had had to do all sorts of things to finally fill out that entire Pokedex. Um, But it was a damn good time. Um, So Pokemon Z-A...
0: So you're, you're excited about interested to like Yeah, this I'm definition.
1: interested to see. And like you mentioned, it's... there's a little hint about uh, Mega Evolutions, which Mega yeah. Evolutions was their uh, kind was of. Was it after this one? No, Mega Evolutions was in X and Y. It was, okay. it was their, it was their gimmick. The games on the 3DS, they all had. Well, I guess I, I guess it went back to like black and white because I think black and white, the legendaries could like fuse together. Right. you had um uh, i don't i don't even remember but the the 3ds games starting there they started doing these like big gimmicks so first it was uh, mega evolution where you know your character had this bracelet on and certain pokemon could mega evolve into battle into stronger versions and they might change type and they you know get these crazy new forms uh and i think Want to say when they redid uh, Ruby and Sapphire, they had primal forms of the legendaries, yeah. and then you know now we have what is it the Terastal forms? The Pokemon I the Pokemon game I just played they had the uh, Gigantamax. Watch your,
0: watch your language, it's a it's a family, family uh, podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know I'm throwing out all these terms of Pokemon terms you don't understand, but Terastal, the the real ones get it.
0: I mean, wait for me. I'm on. I'm on the first dungeon or the first gym. Wait for <laughs> me. I'll, I'll catch up with you and trade with you.
1: So, yeah. Well, I wasn't excited to see yet another Pokemon trading card uh, app for my phone. That's I cool. was. I was excited. There's already one, but so apparently yeah, we like
0: said he's already playing one. What is the difference between the one he's playing I, and this one?
1: There's. I think the one is. Pokemon TCG Live, and this new one is... I can't even remember what it was called. I'd have to look it up. But it's its a new one, and it looks like it focuses more on... Like, you can get two free packs a day. Um, it's easy to, like, look at the cards. Like, there's more interactive stuff to do with the cards and look at... Get in-depth on some of, like, the artwork and stuff like that. And then there's also trading, playing the actual card game and whatnot. So I don't know it if this is awesome. replacing the current one, considering the current one just replaced the old one um, to a year and a half, two years ago. So I, I don't know.
0: We don't know what this version is exactly. <laughs> I'm a... Uh... It's a new know. thing for them to sell. Uh, someone said it was Pokemon NFTs by, by yeah. selling these cards.
1: I'm a, I'm a TCG player myself. I have been known to dabble in the TCG. Oh,
0: okay. I'm down with TCG. Yeah, You know me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, I do believe that's the end of that article, that's Richard. So announcements. Yeah. Let's um. Let's get into games played. What games? Could we, we possibly talk divers? have played?
0: All right. I'm going to touch on some games acquired first off. Uh, Brant talked me into this one. I mentioned this early in the podcast. I had an apology code from Walmart. This is Assassin's Creed Mirage for the PlayStation 5. I'm hoping to stream some of this. Uh, a friend of the show, Mermy, wants to see some Assassin's Creed. She is a big fan of uh, some of the earlier Assassin's Creed's. That came in. I made a major mistake. Um, I'm a big friend of. I would love for him to say friend of the show, Mike Micah, but I don't know if that's <laughs> factual or not. But Digital Eclipse, uh, they are known for their impeccable porting and emulation slash remastering of certain titles. And their first, their first part of their Gold Master series was Atari 50, uh, the anniversary collection. And I bought this for Switch day one, so I supported this. And I just, I'll, I put it to the side, like I'll get this for other platforms later. Uh, I'll get it for Steam when it's on sale, and I'll get it for PS5 and that sort of thing. Then it became out of print for PS5. I could not find it anywhere. And I eventually got it off of eBay, pre-owned for about the price of what a new one would have been when it came out. So, I hate that the sales did not go to uh, Digital Eclipse and Atari Fifty for this Atari Fifty collection. But this is the first in their Goldmaster series, and it's like a it's like an interactive museum. It's a documentary of of early Atari games and uh, development of those, and they they're doing. If I had a job in the video games industry, I would be doing what Digital Eclipse does with their content. And um, Cesar bought me their second one, uh, Karateka, which is Jordan Mechner's kind of prequel to the Prince of Persia series. So it's a deep dive into that. And they have another game coming out. I think it's... I don't think Karateka was a Gold Master series, was it? They just... I don't think they so. made... Yeah. And it never got a physical release, which I also... Bemoaned the lack of. I think, um, I
2: think, because I thought I thought Limited Run was going to end up doing a release for it.
0: They probably I are. are. I haven't seen anything
1: on it. Have y'all?
0: I will support because here's. I will have this disc forever, and there's no. I think it wasn't. I think
1: that's where we heard about it was in a yeah. Limited Run show. So it's probably something so. that's coming out later.
0: I would hope so. I would hope to be staying corrected on that one. Uh their third one is a a Jeff Minter collection who. Uh, he did a bunch of the new Tempest games, so like Tempest 2000 and Attack of the Mutant Camels, and um, he is the co-founder, if not the founder of Lamasoft. so it's all about Attack of the Mutant Llamas, and he's got a whole big thing of, about llamas, and it's just, we wouldn't be where we are as an industry without Jeff Minter, but he's never, he's never had a highlight that uh, Digital Eclipse is going to put on him for this next Gold Master. And I sent a Instagram post to Brant earlier today. They they had a fact like, are we going to get a physical copy? When is it coming out? Uh, what's it going to include? Is it going to have Tempest 3000? There's like a bunch of uh, frequently asked questions that people wanted to know about this title. And it said, what was it, Brant? You sent back to me.
1: Wait and the see. Ver- the very first thing was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we we plan to do a physical version, but. Um, you know, maybe don't wait, maybe don't wait, maybe don't wait. And that's exactly the lesson I learned
0: from Atari 50. So I'm hoping that Jeff mentor collection gets a physical release soon. Announcement soon.
2: To answer your question, Richard, the, uh, July 12th of, uh, last year, this is now confirmed before physical release limited run games. We'll share more details later for Karatega.
0: Perfect. I will also buy that one. Cesar got me the steam copy for my birthday. And I'm eternally grateful to have a, a Steam copy because I know that I'll carry forward to whatever PC pl- platforms I have in the next 15 to 20 years. But I would absolutely love to also uh, celebrate with a physical copy and know that I own a, a version of that game on some sort of modern platform. And the Jeff Mentor Collection is coming to physical. Hopefully there's an announcement coming soon is the way they made that seem uh, if you know Mike Micah, the, the studio head of Digital Eclipse, he is in full support of physical media, and that's not something he would want to uh, not have available to a significant portion of the of the clientele or gaming history. He recognizes how big this, um, this type of release is, and uh, Jeff Minter, just Google him. Look up those games. Uh, if you like video games, you will like Jeff Mentor's games.
2: He still makes games to this day.
0: Yeah, he still is. For what, 40 years now? 50 mm. years? Yeah. He made Commodore 64 games, and he's still making the same type, zany, arcade shooting. Uh, we just wouldn't be where we are as an industry without Jeff Mentor, and I'm so happy for this series that they've, they have highlighted someone like this. They've done Atari, and... Um, Jordan Mechner's Karateka, and now uh, Jeff Minter's contribution to the industry. And I think they've picked three massive contributors right off the rip. Those are great selections. Um, I played some Halo 3 with friend of the Show Russell. We're continuing that. We've totally dropped Warzone. I realized that over the past two weeks. I've played no Warzone. Um, during lunches when he has been free, we've been playing some halo three campaign that continues to be good. Uh, I made a couple clips. I need to post. <laughs> uh, so part of the fun of halo is the crazy stuff that happens during the campaigns. Right. And, uh, there's a, there's a level where there's a scarab. So it's the giant covenant. Like it's a, it's a giant crab and it has got a cannon out of the front and it shoots out of the front of this cannon. And in Halo 3, you reach a point where you've, you've not quite gotten to the Flood. The Flood is coming up. But this is like the last Covenant large defense. And they have one of these Scarab things. And Russell and I spent a good 30 to 40 minutes trying to take down the Scarab in all the zaniest ways possible. Including uh, riding a mongoose, which is like a, an ATV type thing, across this ladder onto the top of the Scarab, which never worked out for us. Uh, I got an NPC. I was driving the one of the mongooses, and the NPC had a rocket. <laughs> I was driving around the Scarab, and we actually blew up uh, a wraith, which is the covenant, like a big covenant uh, tank-type thing. Uh, it blew up, and I was like, yeah, we won. And as it blew up, it blew us off the edge of the cliff, so we go flying <laughs> off the edge of the... <laughs> and I'm just dying laughing. It's not... So many times with when we play in Warzone, I would say over the past year, there's these aggravating deaths, right? When you die, it's it's a it's a detriment to your team, or even Hell Hell Divers doesn't dock you for dying, right? As long as somebody's there that can punch in the code and and bring you back.
1: Yeah, unless you're... you leave, unless you end the mission,
0: right? And right.
1: Don't have people come back with you. Yeah. Which sometimes isn't your fault because the damn game glitches, which we'll talk about.
0: Also true. But Halo 3 is old enough to where, like, if I go flying, if I go careening off the edge of the thing (laughs) because something crazy happens, Russell just has to back up the other... (laughs) The other player just has to back up and get out of contact, and then you respawn. And it's it's pretty straightforward. So we would do that. And man, I was just... I was in tears laughing during this part of the playthrough, and I was just having so much fun, and (laughs) the stupid shit that we would try to do we're playing on normal so as Halo vets it's not that difficult if you if you know how the Halo systems work normal is you could definitely manipulate the respawns and and that sort of thing and we just had a good time with it and I think I talked about it last week but we discovered if you're the second player on Master Chief Collection on Halo 3 you get way more jitter than the primary player so we alternated between being the monster and being master chief. As far as I told Russell, I would happily uh, be his arbiter and play it a (laughs) solid uh, 42.5 frames per second (laughs) on on an OLED on the Xbox series X. Oh, we had a good time. We're probably, so the, the prophet of truth just rode the little ship thing out of the lesser arc. He's headed to the greater arc. And so we're probably two-thirds of the way through the story, I think. It's just good, man. And I I still keep thinking. I know last week's um, episode was called Anniversary Vagging, but I would really, really like a Halo 3 anniversary. It would just benefit from so many small... It's still a good game, and it plays so well on Series S and Series X, and probably the Xbox One X, right? But there's areas where... uh, There's a mission we just played called Savo Highway. In which you're in a warthog or some sort of ghost or or wraith. It's a it's a very vehicle-based map where there's not a lot of ground ground cover and ground firing, maybe between infantry. You're trying to you're trying to take a vessel from one point to the next. And there was a point where you get to a cliff and it, it's an Xbox 360 game. It looks great on Series X, but it's a native 360 game. And you look at it, and there's trees, and there's a jungle, and there's some mist, and you see where it's rendering across this vast area, right? But you know that if it was a if it was a solid remaster for a current gen, you would see all sorts of particle effects and and smog uh, like fog and smoke. I guess smog is the combination of those. Yeah. You would see way more just depth of field and and. It's not high def because it's already high def. But you guys know what I'm talking about. You just see way more details and particle effects and immersion in what they can do with that engine versus what they were able to do in 2007. Right. When that came out. And even though it's a great version of what came out in 2007, it's not what they could do today. Just think of like Dead Space versus the Dead Space Remaster. Same core game, same engine and concept and that sort of thing, but just how they were able to up those small details that add to the immersion and really, really feel like a brand new experience. Because the the bones are there, as Brent infamously likes to say, it's got those Halo bones. Those bones are there, and that coat of paint that you could apply, the paint now is solid. If you applied that new coat of paint, it would just, it would really add to it. Uh, that's it for my new stuff played. And I think Helldivers divers has taken over most of my life over the past week. Maybe both of you guys. If y'all played any more stuff, do y'all want to touch on some things before we go to Helldivers?
2: divers? Um, no, it's fine. Cause I, that's pretty much all I played this week. I guess we can have Brand uh, talk about what he's played. Yeah, if so you haven't played bad. that, Yeah, um, awesome, I no did, players. I did buy this as my games acquired. I'm hoping Brent will buy it too one day. What is so,
0: that? Tell Ultras. me.
2: It's uh, it's like a Metroidvania game that came out Ooh. on PlayStation a couple weeks back. So
1: it's very. I'll have to look into that one.
2: Yeah, it's what's very. It about? It's got very very good reviews. But that's it. I've i not I've played much to talk about it. So.
1: Okay, I
0: was gonna say, what's that universe like? Is it like sci-fi or medieval or any sort of? backstory not, on
2: it literally have not played it i saw that the open critic re- re- rescores was like a 88 or something like that it was pretty high and it was something that flew under my radar and i went and Ultros? It. Ultros, yeah sounds it's, a, good. it's a playstation 5 exclusive apparently it's only on ps5 right now but really yeah
0: where can you get it at is it a limited run or anything or is it
2: uh i bought that copy off amazon and then they got it which is the deluxe edition for like 39 Ultras. and i think the digital copy is like 29 or something like that
0: but it's a brand it may, game. Maybe
2: on PC. Maybe I may just be a, con- a console exclusive right now on PlayStation. Yeah, it's on Steam. So if you want to watch the video and see what it's about, just head over to Steam, take a look at it. But it's a Metroidvania. It's a very unique looking. So.
0: Ultros. I'm gonna check it out. But uh,
2: I, I, feel, I went ahead and bought it because not enough, really, not enough people are talking about, talking about it. And I've read nothing but great things about it. So.
1: It looks interesting.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to look this one up, Cesar.
1: Oh yeah. Um as far as stuff I've played, um, I did finish Pokemon Sword. Um. Which means I rolled credits.
0: You it? I was almost I was almost catching up with you. I was on the I was on the first
2: dungeon.
1: Well I rolled What's credits.
2: I, I mean, haven't you, done. You can only make that joke once a year, man. So you already uh, done it like four times. It's not going to work anymore. Yeah,
1: I've, twice I've, an
2: episode.
1: I uh, didn't do any of the post credits stuff, so don't worry. You can still cre- catch up. Um, what else? Uh, I did play. Like I said last week, I got this My Hero One's Justice two in. For um, can't
2: fucking name it, uh,
1: My Hero Academia. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird naming convention. Yeah, it's a standard it's your standard uh, like anime arena uh, arena fighter. Uh, uh what was it? Cry Was it Crytek or Cry or ah, I can't remember. Um, actually does they I didn't see them on the back of this box at all cuz it just has Bandai Namco, but they did help um Developed this game And there's like Two fighters that are linked To Actually beating the quote unquote Like story mode um, The rest of the characters Are all stuck behind a Season pass kind of thing um,
0: This Ultros game looks crazy I'm looking at it It's like very stylized
2: very there Castlevania, right?
1: Colorful, yeah. CyberConnect, that's that's who it was. Oh, CyberConnect, anime people. Yeah, they were behind.
2: I mean, CyberConnect makes good brawlers. There's just other, there's another company out there that makes bad one like Jujutsu Kaisen. So,
1: so um, we played a little bit of that. Uh, jumped into the versus mode, but I mean, there's there's like a big there's a chunk at the bottom of like a handful of characters, and then when I actually looked into that season pass, there's There's a whole bunch of people that they added in that season pass. Um, It looks like way more than what's, you know, blanked out on the bottom of the character select. So Um, and then I actually picked up and started getting back into. um, uh, Oh, my gosh. I totally blanked. No, not puppeteer. I wish I need to. That is Puppeteer, you coward. But damn, uh, Hi-Fi Rush. There we go.
0: There you On go. i Steam
1: Deck. Same. As a,
0: it's Puppeteer adjacent, right? <laughs>
1: <It's>
2: per- <laughs> those puppeteer are very perpendicular.
0: Those are very similar games. And literally, I started... <laughs> <Perpedicular>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for showing us not... Not,
2: yeah, not, <laughs> not adjacent. Not, not adjacent is perpendicular. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I literally started playing uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Um picked it back up and played for, like, I don't know, 15 minutes, and then this was on Sunday, Richard starts texting me, hey, got a couple runs of Helldiver in you, and... Oh! Oh! It's like, damn it! Okay. And then I picked it up, uh, picked up Hi-Fi Rush again the other night and played and beat um, the boss that I was on, and that, you know, advanced the plot a little bit. We found out exactly what the... Main villain is is up to in the game what he's trying to accomplish and what we what our goal is in order to hopefully stop that. So um, I'm going to continue to to plug away at a uh, Hi-Fi Rush. you doing
0: hopefully that. Hopefully get teamwork, that. Right?
1: Yes. Uh, and mainly it's been Hell Divers Two with you two gentlemen. And then with the an show. extra friend of the show, as of <laughs> recently, <laughs> just within the past couple of days, Russell,
0: he's the reason we didn't record last night, the, mm-hmm. the show, <laughs> we played Nell Divers instead.
1: Mm-hmm. No, no, clearly y'all, y'all kept passing the buck. <laughs> you were like, oh, it's this hard. What do you say? I don't know. I'm okay with I, I it. Care, is is Bran okay with it? I'm like.
0: Yes. I'm no. Go with it. No. Fine. No. No. Cesar, I'll I'll protect you from the stray bullet. Russell procured the PS5 yesterday. We had to play Hell Divers yesterday, all of us together. <laughs> I'm not. I would not let Cesar take the stray bullets here. I, I don't care. Oh, we're all addicted to Hell Divers. This is a I'm, good I'm, ass I'm, game. Dude, I'm
2: all, every day I'm in the trenches taking grenades, no matter where it goes. So.
0: <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. I'm just thinking about the Hell Divers. I'm not attacking monster. him or anything. Never attacks us or
1: he'll I'm deploy saying, mines and I'm blow you saying, up instead. I think Russell Russell said something about you're like yeah we, we I think Russell said or we could just keep playing and you go <laughs> mm, I don't know yeah what about what about uh, podcasting tomorrow? This was
0: the we can never stream a game before we record because it turns into uh, we can just keep doing want, this let's just keep going same, let's yeah, just keep going we can just yeah. still get the same content. <laughs> Helldivers is fantastic. If you have missed the, and I don't use this lightly, but it is is a zeitgeist currently of gaming. Everyone is talking about Helldivers. It is a $40 downloadable game or physical copy if you can find one. They're sold out everywhere. I wish I had bought digital instead of physical because it took me an extra five days to get a copy. But it is uh, one to four people. dropping in on either a campaign against bugs or robots. And it is a worldwide campaign. So think of like a folding at home type thing where everybody's contributing to a common goal, right? It's not just, okay, we're going to defend, um, I don't know, we've been playing Call of Duty. It's not just try to win the canal and then you're done for the round. Like it's cumulative. It, it adds into an ultimate goal of what people are trying to to achieve, and you may drop in. And it's uh, if you play on easy, you have one goal, so you try to take out uh, maybe a bug nest. Or if you play on medium, you'll have two goals, and you try to do a bug nest and a drop pod has a uh, communications you need to recover. So you need to pick up a hard drive and deliver it to the drop pod. So that's an extra element on top of that. But there's also side missions that will randomly be on the map. I think Cesar figured out how to scan the map and find those extra side pieces.
2: Yeah, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. I mean, the last couple of rounds I did, it weren't really showing anything.
0: It's Everybody bizarre, knew. right? Like I, I just I'm like, I don't I don't see anything. Let's just go to this, let's go to this nest. I think there's a nest over here.
1: And that's the thing, is like when we first started, because the game doesn't, it just drops you in. It yeah. takes you through a basic tutorial. Here's how to shoot, here's how to dive here's how to roll here's how to go prone here's how to throw and the, a grenade the main and...
0: mechanic is very titanfall-esque in which you call in something so you get a mm-hmm. it's a qte simulator as ssr calls it and you call in something so very right off the rip you can call in someone that uh, is in your party that has died you can call in uh, a basic weapon and then you can call in an orbital strike. So it's like a major... Uh, like a summon, almost, that, that can strike certain areas. But then it all compounds on that. You get either mines or a sentry gun or a napalm uh, strike that's that compounds on top of that mate, that basic orbital strike. Or we found a jetpack, which lets you hover mm-hmm. slightly. And then on top of that, a guard dog, which is like a... Like a, a extra little
1: cover drone, thing. yeah, that yeah, follows that shoots, you around and
0: that shoots for you as like a cover mm-hmm. type device. And it's just every mission is different, right? Everything is—it's not all straightforward. Like kill the eggs, it's uh, go find this or take the hard drive here, or all of a sudden uh, here's a satellite dish you have to line up according to these coordinates, line it up in this position, and and then you'll get that bonus. And it just. Every single mission seems like
1: it offers something totally yeah. different. But it's and it's not super hand holdy. Like I was saying, it no. kinda it gives you the basics and just kind of lets you go. And you kind of have to figure everything out on your own. Cause I mean, when we started, we were just doing the basic objective. We didn't know that they're like, wait, what what did we miss? Why do, why is it saying we miss those things? Because there's some objectives that don't automatically pop up on the map. You gotta explore. And yeah. then we started like finding all this extra stuff where you can find metals and extra weapons and vaults and you know thankfully we played with some cool people and uh
0: community the community provides
1: they're like hey, hey did you know this firing types yeah they're like hey yeah and and did you know this and we over the past you know weekend we did we meet we met some really cool people that you know played with us and you know uh, gave us tips and tricks and things like that and we're really, we're just really cool people. But we met,
0: uh, was it Prosmo Kaiser from Germany? Kaiser. <laughs> Kaiser. <laughs> yep. Kaiser says specifically, uh, this is a, a very American game. You guys want to spread democracy and you have the nukes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he was so much fun. We added him to the friend list, he was very cool. Uh, I think we would have played more with him since then, but it's a six-hour time difference. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So usually by the time we're getting on in the evening, he's been asleep for a little while.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because the time we played, it was like midnight for him, and it was like evening for us, late evening, like post-dinner. But as we mentioned, a uh, friend of the show, Russell and right got a PlayStation 5 for this game. And Not chronicled so- it. Not Spider-Man, not Final Fantasy Sixteen, not Ratchet & Clank. Yes, and let us know specifically the steps involved in procuring this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good stuff. This is going to be of on... Of on uh...
1: What's and, that? And I said, and we had a lot of fun. And like like you were That's talking so about much with fun. Halo, you have those moments. Those. Yeah. Last night we were playing, and I was trying to get away. We had... We built ourselves up because Russell was new and we were on his ship. So he's unlocking all the difficulties and stuff as as he progresses. And we're just along for the ride and, and helping him out, helping him level up. And he uh we'd been doing amazing and, you know, splitting up and taking objectives down and uh really hadn't had too much of a problem with things and we got to he unlocked challenging and we're like yeah let's let's do it and we got on this planet and we started immediately just having a problem <laughs> left and right getting murdered and Instant death. <laughs> as you as you go into different difficulties they add different enemy types to whatever enemy you're facing so you have more progressing difficult enemies added to the horde. Um, they have two different enemy types. There's, like, we call them the T-1000s. Uh,
0: <laughs> the robots.
1: And the ETSDs. <laughs> uh, and then the bugs. Um, and the bugs, I mean, you get, like, some basic oh, bugs. bugs. Uh, <laughs> some, some tiny little bugs that, like, spit some stuff at you and slow you down. And, I hate...
0: Uh, I, that's the worst <sighs> thing in the game, I is the slow when you can't get away from something you can't sprint or go prone you're just like slowly like in the quagmire cuz something shot you with poison shit
1: but the higher Hate difficulty that. you go the the more difficult enemies they throw at you so eventually there's like this giant bubble butt bug that like spits bile at you and if you're, bile bug is if, if you if you're in direct line if you are in direct line of that bile and you cannot get out of the way, you're dead. You're just dead. One-hit um,
0: kill. Even if you just dropped in, it's like, fine, I gotta
1: research. I'm calling was, it
0: resurgence.
1: Yeah. There are these giant, like, armored charging bugs that come at you, and then there's... The biggest one we were having problems with are these, like, freaking stalker-like bugs where they kind of... If they're away from you, they kind of get camouflaged. You can still kind of see them... A little bit, but then they'll they're super aggressive. If you throw out a turret, they immediately go to it and destroy it. If you're um you throw out any kind of support, buggers. they go out and destroy it. They are super fast. They will charge you and they got like these mantis arms and they just stab you. Were they
0: called stalkers or hunters?
1: I know there's two there's two in those was.
0: bugs. I hate the hunters, but I think you're the ones you're talking about are called stalkers.
1: But there was this time where you and Russell had died. Uh, or maybe you and Cesar had... I think it was you and Russell. Um, and we're, we're the weakest link. We're, we're trying to run, and I turn around, and there's three of them on me. And so I'm I'm trying to type in the code to, to get reinforcement. Uh, I hear Cesar bringing one of y'all back. I'm trying to throw the other one, and I dive, and I hit this sand dune, and I start rolling down the side. My character starts rolling down the side of the hill, and he won't get up. He's just in the animation of rolling no, down I this that. fucking I hill. That. I was dead. Yes. And the And these three bugs with their freaking stabby mantis arms start running <laughs> down after me. <laughs> and they all just start <laughs> stabbing
0: me to death. They were tagging your ass. Your character was like rolling sideways like uh, fire rolling. Yep. And these things are just tagging your ass the whole way down. I'm like, damn, Brant, you can't even
1: get up. You can't even get away from No, me. I couldn't I couldn't get up. I couldn't do a thing. Uh, and then the, I, it might've, it might've been that one. Um, we were trying to get off the damn planet and Russell got called back in and all of a sudden Cecil was like, Oh my God, the damn drop ship. The, the, Cause you got, you got to get picked up to get taken off the planet. Yeah. And at the that end of the, at the end of your, yeah. The end of your mission. And, and so we're an waiting achievement
0: for not for completing the, the mission and not getting evac'd.
1: and so we're waiting we're calling russell back in he he comes back in but cesar looks up in the sky he said oh the the dropship just exploded on my screen and russell got like landed on almost by the ship he's like stuck in it and like gyrating um cesar's looking at an empty screen where he's streaming. We're looking at it. He goes, guys, got guys. Look at my stream. Look at my stream. Cause we're saying yeah. get in the ship, man, get in the ship. Me and Richard got in the ship. No problem. He goes, there's no ship on my screen. Look at the stream. <laughs> yeah. <And> they're literally where <laughs> there's nothing running there.
0: around. They're running around in circles.
1: So Russell's just sitting there like vibrating, gyrating in the, in the ship, but he's not in it. The ship finally took off and yeah. at so the we'll- bottom, It's able to not evac. Yeah.
0: And then when we, when we got to the, the back to the ship or Russell and Cesar are like off to the side, side. there's some weird matchmaking still. Like we may not be not connecting to a server, but there's still some weird matchmaking involved. I feel like there's times where the three, uh, specifically the three of us before Russell got on there. um, if I didn't back out and then come back in, we couldn't launch like it. it, it oh yeah. It wouldn't it, let me in a couple of times. didn't me to, and then I feel like as much as I've praised the PlayStation portal, there was about a 30 minute section where Cesar and I were trying to play together and my portal just, and everything looked like it would work, but I, I could not play with Cesar. It didn't work. And I was like, fuck this. I I've got 30 more minutes. I'm not fucking with this portal. I turned it off and I came down here to the PS five natively and I just connected to his game. It just worked. And then prior to that, the portal had worked perfectly like flawlessly. And he heard me through the microphone and we were impressed with the microphone capability on the portal. He's like, dude, I don't, I don't know that you're not on the the headset. It sounds like you're right there. And then all of a sudden, the next time we tried that, it just straight up did not work on the portal. Mm. Um, And I would get the two errors I would get is failed to connect and unable to connect. So between both, trying to go through the Helldivers client and also the PlayStation, like the the overall ecosystem of PlayStation to just join a game. That also did not work. And also just invite to game. I could not invite Cesar to a game. Yeah. There have been yeah. several
1: times where I've I've jumped in. Y- y'all said you were playing. Yeah. And I open up the menu and it doesn't even show you guys online. Yeah, You either don't pop up at all. Or it will say your name and offline, and I and you only show up in recent players. So I literally I have to go into my friends list, click on one of y'all's names, see that you're playing, and it pops up that I can join your game. You're joinable, so I have to go through like my friends list to join y'all rather than the in-game menus. And I've had to do that uh, three or four times. I feel like. It seems like, for some reason,
0: if I drop and you join and then I come in after that, we're good. It's like I'm the the weakest link (laughs) or something. I don't don't know what the term is. It just doesn't work right. Helldivers 2 is a hell of a game. It sold at least one system that I know of and a PlayStation Plus subscription, which is the real moneymaker, right? Yep. We said he got it for Uh,
2: two months. Remember that? He hasn't fully committed yet.
0: Uh, he's got a year that he's trying to iron out with uh, either Aniba or whoever he bought that uh, PlayStation Plus code through. But it's, I, I mean, I have to re up too in, in the next couple weeks, at least to Essential to keep playing with everybody. It's good. Uh, I saw the CEO of Arrowhead Studios said over the past weekend they had eight, 800,000 plus players on servers, and that's not something they ever even predicted. And they were able to manage, so they're making it work. This podcast is brought to you by Hill Divers Two. Um, I was uh, Bleach, uh, friend of the show, Bweesh, was talking about. Well, maybe it'll come to PlayStation, uh, Xbox, and then the most recent time I booted the game, it did the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe PlayStation thing, <laughs> with like the spinning, yeah. the spinning triangle and circle. The and PlayStation Studios. Play I'm,
2: like,
0: I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs>
2: I mean, at least, at least not anytime soon, at least.
0: Yeah, unless they unless they diversify and want to spread that out and use, you know... Again, we're talking about a game that came out that had server issues right off the rip, right? Yeah. Who, who better to diversify that IP and maybe bring in client base and server assistance than Microsoft, right? That's the sort of things you start looking at. Like, why would you not include all these other players, so... Maybe that's something that comes down the pipeline later, but they haven't they haven't touched on that at uh, as of yet. All right, you guys got anything else you want to add? No, I'm good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye.
1: See you. Adios.